Hi, everyone. This is Mitch Ashley with DevOps.com, and you're listening to another DevOps Chat Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Jing Vergara, who is Principal Software Engineer at Salesforce. Now, Jing is going to be talking at the Spinnaker Summit in San Diego in November, uh, and where she's going to be talking about a really interesting topic, demystifying Spinnaker VM image baking and deployment. Now, don't, don't think we've changed into a baking show. We're baking VM images, and that's what Jing's going to tell us a little bit about that whole process, pipelining and creating VMs and baking them. So <laughs> her talk is on Sunday, November 17th at 10.45 a.m. Jing, welcome to DevOps Chat. Uh, thanks, Mitch. Great Thank you for the opportunity to have me talk here. Well, I'm honored you're on. Thank you for being here. Uh, tell us about yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do and uh, maybe what parts of Salesforce product or code that you work on. Sure. So um, I'm part of the continuous deployment team at the company. We offer Spinnaker as a service for all of the organizations within the company. And I help teams onboard their delivery pipelines into Spinnaker. Oh, um, interesting. Yep, and as part of my job, I also build custom extensions to Spinnaker to support our internal business needs. So you're um, kind of the Spinnaker service center expert uh, person or, or group that everybody goes to for help implementing Spinnaker. Is that, is that close? Yeah, very, very close, yes. So my, my um, role within the team has been changing, but yeah, it has transformed into um, that one. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that I do for sales, for Salesforce is that um, I represent Salesforce at a couple of the Spinnaker Special inter Interest Groups, or SIGs, in short, so that I could learn more about upcoming features of Spinnaker so we can leverage those in our roadmap as well so that you know, we can offer it to the business. Mm -hmm. And then we also contribute back to the SIG and let them know what would and would not work for us as users of Spinnaker. Well, now I noticed in your bio on the Spinnaker site, you have a master's computer science from University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. I used to live not too far from there, though I didn't go to that school. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very strong CS degree, and uh, sounds like you're putting it to good use with Spinnaker and, and DevOps-style deployment with uh, uh, these kind of pipeline creation. Yes, right. Well, excellent. Well, tell us a little bit about which, so we're talking about your talk. So to describe for us a little bit about what are some of the things that are maybe a little mystical that need demystifying about Spinnaker VM image baking and deployment? What are some of the things people don't know that you usually have to help them understand with? Here's how it works and here's how we do it. Uh, sure. So um, for companies um, that are traditionally like in a bare metal world where you don't use VM images. So it's kind of a different shift in the mindset, right? Mm -hmm. So the way I usually explain it to them is using the baking metaphor, right? So when you talk about baking, you think of putting ingredients together like flour, salt, what, what have you, right? You form a dough, shape the dough, then you cook it. Um, you start with a base ingredient, like again, the flour, and you mix it up. So in the VM world, uh, when you bake an image, you start with that base OS image, you add your other ingredients, so which means installing your applications or your agents to run on that VM. And then you have your standard or common configurations and possibly some data, right? You add them all up in the VM, you create a snapshot, 
So that snapshot, you can now call it the VM image. So you can save this image into a store. And once you have that image, you can use it for deployment. So deployment, it's basically building or provisioning one or more multiple VMs out of that same image. Okay. Now, leading into this, the thing that kind of kicks it off is that I'm not sure how it works at Salesforce, but is it something like a Jenkins process that then kicks off this uh, creating of the image? Is it, how does that work? Uh, right. So we have our uh, continuous integration system. So we have a, a few and we're standardized standardizing that at Salesforce as well, right? So we have those artifacts built by those CI systems. Mm -hmm. um, we have our Docker images, uh, so they get stored, we put them into the cloud, and then we have triggers. So we listen for those changes. So Spinnaker supports a PubSub subscription um, that triggers the pipeline. So then um, once we have those artifacts, we can start the baking process. Great, excellent. Well, that that makes a lot of sense. Think of think of it as all the pieces of software OS on up that are ingredients, right? Just elements of what's going to go into that image. Uh, now, imagine this is something that's happening frequently if you're doing a lot of deploys, right? Is this happening every time that you do a deploy, or just as part of the integration process, and then it may go through a deployment process too, or or how frequently would you see this running? Um, yeah, so it's uh, for every code change that um, gets checked in, right? Ideally, you would want um, that change to go all the way. So we, for continuous, again, for continuous delivery and deployment, that's the ideal process. Um, mm -hmm. Check in, generate the artifacts, and deploy that artifact, create a big image out of it, and then go and deploy it. Okay, right. So, so but per, yeah, yeah, right. But like when we say delivery and deployment, of course, you know, like there's some release management and change management policies at every company that says, okay, this is actually good for production de uh, deployment, right? So some mm -hmm. of them continuous deployment up to like development or test environments, but but for production, we still want to have that gate system in there. Mm -hmm. And Spinnaker actually supports it really well. You know, it's got like the, those manual judgment stages that you can add into the pipelines to get those kinds of approvals. Yeah, we've had some other folks talking about some of those stages like run job and webhook and yes. some of the capabilities that are built in, uh, easy to extend as well in, uh, in Spinnaker. So I think one of the things that you're planning on talking about in your talk at uh, Spinnaker Summit is maybe some lessons learned or best practices that you've uh, you know, figured out from doing this a lot at Salesforce. Any, any thoughts on that you want to share with us about the kind of best practices you're going to get into in your talk? I'm sure, yeah. So some of the best practices that um, um, I'd like to share with is in, are more around on the baking and deployment. So for example, when you do baking, and never ever um, bake secrets <laughs> during bake time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no tokens, no keys, no exactly. certificates. No. Uh, yes, yes. So that's Passwords. very, very important. So those kinds of um, sensitive data, you can actually perform that during the deployment stage. There's a bootstrap stage there um, during deployment where you can go and, you know, connect to a, a secret store like Vault, HashiCorp's Vault, right? Mm -hmm. So you can pull down those secrets and install it on the, um, resources or the VMs, right? So that's the safer way to go about it, rather than um, rather than baking it during um, 
big time. And then another thing as well, you know, as much as possible to avoid like um, configuration drift, right? Like, so if you have any common or standard configuration, be it on your application configuration or your OS configuration, right? Do it during the baking step, right? So as much as possible, limit limit those um, VM configuration towards then. Again, you can do it uh, during deployment. And then for companies that um, support multiple cloud providers, so for example, you know, you need to go and deploy to say um, uh, Amazon Cloud or Google Cloud or other clouds that are available and supported by Spinnaker, um, you can use um, cloud init files um, so that it's not tied to one particular provider and you don't have to repeat your bootstrap steps during that same time. So you write your script once, your cloud init file, and then you can use it in those different cloud providers. So that's, that's I think that's very, very helpful. Um, now, is that, is that capability something that's built into Spinnaker if you write your script correct? And I think you said a net file for each cloud in it. Each yes. cloud, cloud in it. Yes. Is that something that is a feature if you know about, you can use it up front and design that into how you're writing your scripts? Yeah, so there's a, there are fields within the Spinnaker deploy stage uh, where you could put that in. So in, um, I think in GCE VMs, you can use the user data field in the display deploy stage. And then in AWS, there's the metadata field. So the field name kind of differs by um, provider, but you know, it's the same concept, right? Mm -hmm. So you put it in there, you plug it in. And then during the bootstrap process of those VMs, I think uh, the OS has to support cloud in it though. So, you know, when they choose a an OS, make sure it's got the cloud in it, and then cloud in it will pick up those files and then launch the steps or commands on what you have in those cloud in it scripts. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, wh what are some of the things that uh, people that are maybe new to Spinnaker or new to creating VM image, images and doing baking, what, what are some of the typical struggles someone might have that, uh, that would be helpful to come to your talk for? Uh, right. So I, I experienced the same thing when I started out with Spinnaker. I'm like, oh, this is all new to me. Like, how do I go about this? So uh, one of the things that I'm going to share in the summit is, right, hey, you know what? Um, Spinnaker um, actually uses Packer. Um, it's a HashiCorp tool that mm -hmm. actually performs the baking behind the scenes. Now, Spinnaker offers a set of um, Packer templates, right? So those are the very basic ones. And it actually varies per provider. So you can only use one at a time. So if you're building for, say, GCP, then use the GCP Packer template. And then if you're using AWS, you have to use a different um, AWS Packer template. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, and then if you have a more advanced use case, you can actually customize and build your own Packer template. So that's one of the um, powerful features of Spinnaker as well, right? So if you end up like, you know, so for in-house you use Chef or Ansible or Puppet, um, there are Packer templates that um, can use uh, those kinds of provisioners, uh, but you have to go and deploy those into Spinnaker. So at the talk, I'm gonna share, you know, how you can deploy those custom Packer templates. So there are a couple of ways on how to do that. So one is the simpler way, but it's kind of limited. Um, those Packer templates are stored like Kubernetes secrets in Spinnaker. So it's got like a 
limitation in size. So if you have um, complex scripts or Packer templates, then you have to deploy it as a sidecar container. Again, I'm going to um, share those steps at the summit and give more details around those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, folks may be familiar with Packer too. It's an open source project in and of itself for creating yes. images, machine images. Great. What Are there some other struggles that you find uh, folks typically have or may have when they're new to this? Um, what else? So, um, Spinnaker by itself mostly focuses on um, releasing software changes, but it has a very flexible pipeline management system. Mm-hmm. Like at Salesforce, we actually use it for uh, building resources um, such as load balancers, DNS records, topics, queues. You can actually um, create custom job stages to perform those. Mm-hmm. So we found it really awesome because we can rebuild a full environment tearing down all of those existing resources, running the same set of pipelines that they can deploy together with those um, infrastructure resource setup. So we can build it up right away, right? And then it also answers our um, scaling requirements um, because, you know, large scale enterprises such as Salesforce, you know, we have to build all of these resources and deployment we're talking about thousands of servers in, across different regions and geographical locations. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes uh, tools, open source or even commercial tools that are highly flexible, um, very powerful. Sometimes with that comes complexity. So it helps to have some guidance, some experience, uh, mentoring from someone like yourself that's gone through that process and can help you kind of get through it and understand how to use it, how to get things done, right? Right. So um, Spinnaker um, has a Slack channel. So, you know, when uh, people like me or others who are new to Spinnaker have any questions, we go and ask in the channel. There's a few like um, channels there that are specific to certain features. So, for example, if you're struggling Mm -hmm. with um, templatizing pipelines, then you go into like the the pipelines as code. channel right um Mm -hmm. or if you have questions about how to use kubernetes in spinnaker then you join the kubernetes slack channel that was like very very helpful for us especially in the beginning when we were trying to figure out how things are working Hmm. i'll bet i'll bet how long have you been using spinnaker then at salesforce uh we started our journey last year uh, late late last year so almost one year now wow okay yeah well, I bet a lot has happened in that in that one year. I, I know one of the things that you're planning and also talking about is some con- contribution ideas for those that might want to help make Spinnaker better. Um, and those are things that you ideas you've had or lessons you've learned uh, implementing Spinnaker there. I assume. Um, right. So um, some of the contribution ideas um, that we have is with regards to um, a new effort called Kill. I'm not sure if you've interviewed the, the speakers. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't yet, but. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll let them, you know, I won't steal their thunder. Don't steal their thunder. Okay, great. <laughs> right. So it's one of those. They focus more around the managed delivery. So that's one. Um, <clears throat> another, um, another contribution idea is centered more around each of the um, providers. So again, like, if you're building for one provider, it's a different, totally different stage. So for example, like GCE VM, 
right? Mm-hmm. So they have their own deploy stage for that. And then AWS, they would have their own deploy stage for that. They're kind of not like at par right now. Like, you know, they focus on certain things. Um, I think um, uh, another contribution there is like, you know, try to add more um, options or features into that. So um, it can support fully support that provider. So for example, for GCE, um, uh, I think one of the features uh, lacking there, if I remember correctly, or they might have fixed it, but uh, it was um, say, so if you have a persistent disk and you want this particular persistent disk, then it's not supported. It always creates a new one. So it doesn't give you an option to actually reuse an existing one that you've built earlier. So things like those. So um, think that that would be important. Um, same thing with AWS, right? So um, there are some features for EC2 VMs during deployment that could be added in there as well. Great. Uh, I'm wondering too, um, thinking about your talk that's coming up, who are the kinds of folks that would be uh, get the most out of it coming to your, obviously people that want to perform this function, but is that usually, is it developers, is it DevOps engineers, is it CICD automation specialists? Who are, who are folks that would get the most out of your talk? Um, it would be around um, the Spinnaker administrators um, within their companies. So if they want to learn how to configure Spinnaker to enable features for baking and deployment, then they would, they would um, be the um, ones who would learn the most out of it. Uh, but I, I would say like all the DevOps engineers who wants to figure out, you know, how, how they actually use Spinnaker for baking and deployment as well. Like how do they set up, how do they set up their pipelines? I'm going to give a demo um, on, you know, how it actually works um, from start to finish so that they can have a visual. Sometimes you need that visual to say, oh, yeah, no, that's how it works, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that guidance is very helpful. I could see, too, I mean, which we're just saying about the folks that are obviously administering Spinnaker in that deploy process um, are ideal to attend. And, of course, other DevOps engineers in automating and want to know how this part of it works certainly would be good to go as well. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Um, I know you do real well. You actually know uh, I've learned a lot and know a lot uh, from your experience at Salesforce. So uh, I wish you the best. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mitch, again for the opportunity for having me talk here. Well, absolutely. Thank you for being on. I want to thank my guest today, Jing Vergara, who's I can't say it, principal <laughs> software engineer at Salesforce. There, I got it out. Now, Spinnaker Summit, 2019 is November 15th through the 19th in San Diego. And Jing's talk uh, is on Sunday, November 17th at 1045. It's titled Demystifying Spinnaker VM Image Baking and Deployment. So thank you for joining us today for this DevOps Chat podcast. This is Mitch Ashley with DevOps.com. Have a great day and be careful out there.